that, baby! But here, I've met a lot of people and I've played some too. And there's one thing I know, people like to talk. <laughs> it's the Spudcast. That's where you at. Hey, where at, baby? How y'all making this evening? Thanks for joining me here on the Spudcast podcast while I'm talking out my ass with Lawrence Dehart, who is the executive director of the TCU Food Bank here in Homa, the Terrebonne Church's United Food Bank. And we're going to talk about all the vittles they cranked out during the storm and all the vittles they crank out on a regular basis and the fact that I'm going to start helping them do that. Today's my first day, so congratulate me. Spudcast coming back right after this. Hey, guess what? The pandemic's finally winding down. Looks like you might get to go on a little vacay, but where are you going to go? I got an idea. Go fishing. Get yourself a licensed and insured fishing guide at lasaltwater.com. They got a guide for everything and every place. Inshore fishing, offshore fishing, fly fishing, kayak fishing, bow fishing, you name it fishing. At lasaltwater.com, there's pictures and videos of all the happy fishermen and women and kids. And don't be the one that got away. Go to lasaltwater.com and book your charter today. That doesn't sound too good. You better start filling sandbags. Oh, wait, you don't have to do that anymore because you have the home team advantage. You called Home Team Elevation at 504-301-1222, and you got your home lifted above the flood. No more worries for you. What about your mama's house or your uncles or your brothers? Home Team is ready to lift their spirits even higher than your home. Get the Home Team advantage by calling 504-301-1222 or go to hometeamelevation.com. Okay, we're talking to to my buddy from... uh... God, how long ago? Jeez and peace. I graduated in what, 81? I was last at Nichols in 82. 82. So, damn. Nichols State. This is Lawrence D. Hart. He and I played tuba together in the Nichols State Band. And um, Colonel Cavalry. The Colonel Cavalry <laughs> with Brud and yeah. Jay. And Fig. And the Big Fig. Yeah. Who he's up in Baton Rouge now. I don't know where Jay and uh, and Broad are, but Jay lives in Baton Rouge. Oh. I mean Jay, Jay lives in New Orleans still. Jay oh, right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. She needs to look me up. Uh Lawrence D. Hart is the executive director of the TCU Food Bank here in Homa. Uh Terrebonne Churches United and uh, they cranked out geez, I don't know what, a hundred thousand pounds of food. Oh, more than that. No, it was seven hundred and He's, he's sitting. Number, he's, he's got paper all in front of him over here. My apologies. The actual number was seven hundred and five thousand two hundred and fifty nine thousand pounds of food. Seven hundred five thousand pounds of food in thirty days. In thirty days after the after Ida hit, our average is one hundred and eleven thousand. So seven times as much. Yes. Seven times as much in thirty days that you cranked out that you've been normally putting out here. How long have you been the executive director of this food bank? I've been associated with the food bank for a little over seven years. I've been the exec director for going on four. Because so you getting you, old. You, you, when y'all cut the cards, you got the deuce and everybody else drew queens and jacks. Okay, That's I understand how that works. That's a good way for it to work. Well, I guess this is a good time to mention that uh, I'll be getting, uh, actually today is my first day. In, uh, in aiding Lawrence in his uh, efforts to feed people. I'll be, uh, not that I'm going to stop doing my podcast because I won't, and I'll still be doing the other podcasts that I produce. And we'll probably start doing a, a, a monthly or a bi monthly podcast for the food bank here. But uh, I've taken a gig with them 
to uh, help them spread the word and to do events to help them raise money and to go schmooze different agencies and groups to bring in food and cash because there's a lot of people. Wait, I mean, look, I live in Metairie. I live in Old Metairie, and it's terrible there. And Laplace is miserable. That is one tore-up place. But until y'all been to South Terrebonne and down to Port Fouchon and those areas, you don't know what disaster is. That, that area down there is. We're seeing tarps on roofs. What you're seeing down there is tarps over the tops of a house where a roof used to be if the house is still standing. That's really nasty down there. And that's 750,000 pounds of food. You probably could have cranked out another 20 or 30 because there's some hungry folks down there while they're trying to rebuild. Right. One 153-foot, one um, 18-wheeler carries about 40,000 pounds of food. So you take that and you divide it out. And that'll give you an idea of just how many 18-wheelers. That doesn't count also. Um, we um, are blessed here with... Uh, fairly large coolers and freezers. And what we were doing also is that poundage does not include all the frozen food that we gave and we've been coordinating efforts with cooking trailers, people who are coming down to cook hot meals. They'll come see us, they'll basically shop here. And while we may not have everything, we have most of what they need to cook hot meals. In addition to that, we made over 5,000 day bags and we provided them to the uh, Terrebonne Parish Sheriff's Office at the early part of the storm, they would carry about 10 to 20 in every um, officer's car. When they saw somebody in need, they would grab a handful and give them to people. And did, wait, tell me what was in these day bags, because I saw people, I saw volunteers putting them together, and they had mostly the same stuff in them. I mean, there were toiletries in them, there were food that you could just tear open and eat, but for the most part, I mean, you know, they, they were kind of I don't know. I mean, they some were for kids, some were for adults. You know, they well, all kind of look the same. Right. What well, it's designed is it's supposed to be enough food. It is two proteins in there. Uh, sometimes it's um, it's soup. Sometimes it's peanut butter. Uh, sometimes it's it's canned chicken. Sometimes it's canned tuna. Um, it's two proteins in there. Uh, snacks, uh, a fruit cup or applesauce, uh, a couple of protein bars. Uh, just enough that somebody can sustain themselves with natural food for a day. As opposed to the MREs, yeah. Because yes. we, er, we were talking with the sheriff earlier uh, about uh, providing MREs, and, and he was a Marine for 22 years, and he goes, I ain't eating another, <laughs> I'm not going to eat another MRE. I'll go chew the bark off a pine tree like Yule Gibbons or something. But uh, that, I mean, that is much more nutritious natural food than than MREs, although you have MREs too. Um, we don't hand out MREs here. Um, we just haven't gotten them. And but one of the things that um, the food bank also is part of the emergency operations center here for Homeland Security in Terrebonne Parish, and part of that effort including included sending out MREs very early on. The problem with this, even the military doesn't allow its own soldiers to be on two MREs a day for three days. After that, they have to be on a different protocol. So we had some people- Which means real food. Yes. Not, 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 not bad old pemmican or something like that. Correct. 
So we've had people on eight or nine days before we could get them more traditional foods. The problem with the MREs is they're very high in salt, very high in carbohydrates. And when you have large sized people like me, uh, <laughs> yes, we are big boned. And yes, and our um, people with heart conditions or high blood pressure, these things are probably the worst things that they could eat. And we really, really kind of busted a gut around here. And I'm so proud of my staff for trying to get out and to make a difference. Well, speaking, of, I mean, if you have a heart condition or high blood pressure or whatever, uh, if you ain't had it before, you eat that many MREs, you're going to have it after, including, uh, including don't you know, don't worry about trying to undo an emodium package. Yes. Which one? That's the, when you ever you ever tried to open one of those things, man? I don't understand. The one thing that you need to be easy to open, and you need a blowtorch to get that little emodium pill out of that wrapping. You know, they should. They should wrap Fort Knox and wrap that stuff. You can't get into that to save your life, man. So, um, but anyway, so so the fact of the matter is, it's like you actually, and I mean, look, let me tell you something. I've toured this um, this warehouse you got here, This and this is the new one. So this, this is much nicer than what you were in before. And you guys crank out in Terrebonne Parish more food than, I'm not going to sit here and talk about competition because you're all just trying to feed each other. But y'all crank out a lot of stuff here. And you also, you go into Terrebonne Parish, I mean, uh, Lafouche Parish. You also go into St. Mary when it's necessary. You know, right. I mean, it's not like you're trying to hog in on anything. But the fact is, if somebody from down the bayou someplace in Galliano is all of a sudden shorthanded, you're going to load up a truck and move to Beverly. Yes. So. Absolutely. We, we not, the food banks generally uh, come to each other's need. We got assistance all the way from the Houston Food Bank, who's a friend of mine, uh, gentlemen, there it's just uh, they're just amazing. Uh, I've got an incredible amount of assistance from the North Shore Food Bank, uh, and even Second Harvest that's been out in this area, and they're they've been assisting also too. So um, there are no lines. Uh, we have no boundaries. Um, we're helping Terrebonne, Lafourche, and Saint Mary equally. Yeah, when you. How does somebody come to a food bank? I mean, I, I've interviewed, uh, you know, people at Second Harvest for while I was on WWL. Um, but, and they had their rules. I mean, it's not like how, how you do this or how many meals you come out. I mean, you have regular distribution here, regular distribution days. You also uh, have, you know, like the way that you guys, in because I learned this today, my first day on the gig here, the way that you guys measure how you're doing is like boxes of food to feed families. I mean, you do tonnage, you do individuals, but you also basically go, here's a family box, and that's how you guys measure how much food you put out there. That's how you came up with the 750,000 pounds of food that you did uh, in, uh, in, in September through the storm. We survive solely off of public donations and grants. Grants dictate what questions we ask for the most part. Um, but basically, we look for an income range. Uh, we're just trying to determine need. Our major food provider is Convoy of Hope, who says whose only rules are determine there's a need and identify who you're giving the food to. So all we ask is a photo ID, verification of income, and uh, and that's pretty much it. So, um, but that's, I mean, that's for your, for regular distribution, like somebody who's going to come by once a month and get a box Correct. and sign, so sign up for that. But in emergency situations like this, there's, there's no just, such criteria. Okay. Just show up and do it. 
Right. Uh, we're just getting back into our normal distribution. There are three stages to this, which was the immediate response. Right now we are in recovery mode, the early stages of it. Uh, and we will probably be in this at least for the next three or four months. And then there's going to be uh, another half step before we get into what we call normal. All right. Well, when we get back here on the Spudcast podcast, talking out my ass with executive director of the TCU Food Bank, Lawrence Dehar, we're going to talk about what's regular and then what did they learn from this particular storm, Zeta last year, this storm, to prep for the next go-round. Because you know it's coming. Hopefully it's going to be another you know, 20, 30-something years when I can be retired. But in the meantime, uh, y'all stick around. Coming back right after this. Do you know what it means to miss New Orleans? The next time you have to travel, take along a couple of pounds of Parish Coffee, and you won't be missing New Orleans for long. Brewed right here in the land of coffee lovers, Parish Coffee has the taste you're looking for. From dark roast to coffee and chicory to flavored coffees like Bananas Foster or Bourbon Pecan, French Vanilla or King Cake, or you name it, Parish Coffee has a flavor just right for you. Look for the bright purple bag in the coffee aisle of your favorite market. Or order it online. Have it sent right to your door. What a perfect gift for any coffee aficionado. Sip the soul of New Orleans in every cup of Parish Coffee. It's summertime, summertime, some, some, summertime, and that means hurricanes and heat. So how are you going to handle it this year? How about with a brand new whole house generator and an upgraded AC system from Serentine Refrigeration? My power went out during Hurricane Zeta for 10 whole seconds. Then my Serentine service generator kicked in. We were even able to run extension cords to the neighbor. And Serentine will keep your AC running smooth and cool even in the dead of August. Call Serentine today, 504-833-8831. 833-8831, tell them Spud sent you. And we're back talking to Lawrence D. Hart, the executive director, and my boss at TCU Food Bank here in Homa, losing it. Homa is like the fifth largest city in the state, isn't it? Fifth or sixth? Somewhere. Top ten, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, I think, okay. Ask but, the people in Lake Charles. They, sometimes we're fifth, sometimes we're sixth. Yeah, well, but, you know, they're Texans over there, frankly. They're so close to, to the city, to the, the Texas line. It's like Shreveport. Shreveport's a nice town, but they're all Dallas Cowboy fans. So you can't really count them. It don't, you know, none of them can spell who that. Uh, well, there's some that can. Because I remember when they won, when the Saints won the trophy, and I, I, I was saying on the radio, Put that bad boy on a bus and tour the Houdat Nation, and it's not just Louisiana. They had a huge turnout though in Shreveport to see to see the the trophy. Of course, they gave away free food. There but, is no being your boss. There's only trying to corral and herd you. you well, that, yeah, well, I'm a herd of cats, and you know that. You've known me long enough for that. So anyway, uh, yes, my my gig. Why don't you describe to me what my gig is? Because uh, you and I've had many conversations today, and I still don't know. Exactly what it is. I am going to be the community re, uh, relations coordinator, CRC, something like that. You had, you had come up with a good title, and then we had to go talk to the sheriff, and uh, I forgot it. So now, what is it? Community, community <laughs> coordination. Yeah, she, she's, she's yeah basically, what you are going to be doing for TCU is, is our um, reach is expanding the boundaries of Terrebonne and a little bit of Lafouche that we got into. And so Spud is going to help this organization um, with its consider considerable cost because we don't even get um, 
money from the parish in which we're located. We're the only top 10 food bank in the state that doesn't get assistance from the parish in which is located. So we're trying to work on things like that. But there is money. So I'm a schmoozer, in other words. Yes, you're going to help us work at the state level and you're going to help us work out of New Orleans because um, New Orleans is kind of the de facto. Um, There's, they know, don't, I think, I think New Orleans it. doesn't realize how many people from Terrebonne regularly go to New Orleans because they don't go. The New Orleans folks don't handle down to, to Homa, which is a mistake because, frankly, there's a lot of cool stuff here, you know. Considering but most of the seafood that they serve in New Orleans comes, comes from, here. from here. And also there's a big oil industry here, and, and a lot of people a lot of people in New Orleans rely on uh, Terrebonne Parish, Lafouche Parish, uh, St. Mary Parish, the whole shebang. So, yeah, so I need to, uh, my job is to open the eyes of the people in New Orleans to let them know that, they got brothers and sisters over here that took a, a serious ass whipping, and uh, everybody stepped up and helped you. So it's time for y'all to turn around and help here. Um, we were talking about normal. What do you? And, and you said the numbers before. You you cranked out seven hundred fifty thousand pounds of food in just September. You normally do one hundred and ten thousand pounds of food. Right. How do you measure that, man? I mean, do you do you count the weight of the cans, or you just count the ounces that's in the cans? How do you measure that much food? Literally, we have a very large device called a pallet scale, um, and it can hold up to 5,000 pounds. So when we get food in here, generally, whenever we get it from different sources, it comes already on a pallet, and we take it off the truck with the forklift, weigh it on top of the pallet scale that gives us the weight, and we measure that. Some, for a number of years, we were a much smaller organization. We didn't do quite as much as what we do today. And we have this round scale that is more than 30 years old. And it mm. only goes up to 100 pounds. And most of the food we were getting were cast-offs, meaning cast-offs from the Walmarts and the Save-A-Lots and that sort of stuff. And we used to go pick it up in a pickup truck. And we used to go and literally every banana box and every box of the food would come we would put on this individual scale and count it in and that was 12 to 1500 pounds at a time now with the pallet scale we can do up to 5000 pounds at a time so basically you used to step on this scale and then you said i wish i was big and then the next thing you know you're 35 years old and uh and you but you got a lot more food yes. do you do deduct like like I said, the cans, I mean, you deduct the weight of the pallet itself or you just measure that? We, we like... know that there, there are basically four types of pallets out there. Mm. Red, blues, plastic, and we call them the blonde ones, uh, the lightweights. And so what we do is we, de we do deduct the, the weight of the pallet itself that it sits on. That's good. Well, I mean, just trying to guess because my job is also is to open the eyes. We're going to start doing some. Y'all already do a bunch of fundraising events, but we're going to do some more. Uh, as a matter of fact, I'm going to be, i got to go clear this with the producer, but in last weekend of May, the first weekend of June, Randy Sheremy and I are going to be doing Inherit the Wind here in Homa, and we're going to, I go talk to the producer about giving uh, the, the food bank a night. So in other words, y'all sell the tickets for whatever you can sell them for and, and take the proceeds of that one. Uh, but i got to clear it first, but now that I've said it on the podcast, it'll be a whole lot easier for me to embarrass her. And say, hey, Lorna, guess what? They're already expecting that. So, but that's, that's but that's some of the things you got to deal with when you when you're trying to, to do this. I mean, you just this this is hardball. I mean, there are people out there who are hungry, and they're not hungry just at Thanksgiving and Christmas. Right. One of the things that most people don't realize is that we're here every day. We're here Monday through Saturday, actually, 
we actually hand out food with various programs every day of those week. We're only closed on Sunday. So we're not part-time and we're not a once a month food bank. We actually run 18 different programs out of here. And even in the middle of COVID, which was an absolutely insane year for us, uh, this is gonna add to that, is um, we never shut down. We never ended any of the other programs. We have a homeless program. We help um, those families that are dealing with uh, battered and abused uh, families. Um, we provide um, food for the kids in Head Start um, who are already disadvantaged to begin with. Um, we provide, we work with the EOC. Um, there are so many different programs that we work with here. And we can do so because we're here every day. But our efforts in the storm since we're starting about this was um, we provided food for the first responders. So before the storm came, they came here literally and they shopped and they prepared for meals to cover for the firemen and police and the other first responders. Um, we also provide meal packets and food for the shelters. While we did go ahead and ship out all of our um, um, all the people out to a shelter north Louisiana, we still packed stuff for the buses and everything to get them up there. Um, we had a we ended up having a um, shelter first response, and I just turned sixty years old, and I thought stupid had left my body, but I learned <laughs> on the 29th, the day after my birthday was that I got called out at 8 o'clock at night to come and that they had 60 people at the Civic Center. Literally, they found on the side of the road that the shelter that they were in had been destroyed and they were standing on the road. Um, and another 60 were coming in. And so going around power lines in a Nissan Pathfinder that was not designed for that um, and power lines and trying to not run over nails and end up with four flat tires uh, made our way from where I was sheltering at to the food bank here and we loaded up pillows and blankets and food that we had prepackaged and pre-staged and we ended up making two, tri two trips to the Civic Center and I nearly got waylaid by two nice pieces of tin and uh, that was flying and got hit in the head with a stick and I figured yeah. well that was stupid. But, no, that's, um, that's like Ron White says it's not that the wind is blowing it's what the wind is blowing. Yeah. You know, so you see a lot of ding-dongs out there trying to do a news report when the wind's in there going, yeah, until that palm tree comes flying around the corner. Uh, how can people help you, and how can people take advantage of your services? Uh, let's talk about taking advantage of services. We're open every, we do our, our general public distribution every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday. Um, Monday and Saturday starts at 8.30 in the morning. Wednesday starts at 12.30. It's done on our first come, first serve because of COVID. It's a drive-by system, so you don't even have to leave your car. Uh, you simply go ahead and show up in line, provide photo ID and verification of income, and our screeners will come to the car, ask them some basic information, how many in your family and as such. Uh, and then uh, they'll put a number on the front of your car. You're gonna drive forward. We still have assistance from the National Guard right now. And they will load, pop your trunk and they will load it in the car and you drive it off. Um, Wait, now when you say provide a proof of income, a, a check stub or you, you need the, that's all you need is the check stub. Check you stub. don't need your taxes from 2019 or nothing like that. No. Just show up with a check stub and a picture ID. Right, and if you don't have any income, we have a form that you will sign. That's, that simply shows, um, no, I have no income, and, and we go with it that way. If you are prepared, I mean, and that's what's going on now, but I mean, normally, yeah, that's, you, normal. that's normal, yeah. just show that up. You don't normal. have to sign up and go, my name is so-and-so, I want to come by 
every other Monday and get stuff, you know, or when they do show up, go, you remember me? Yeah, okay. We, we have a very nice computer program, and it operates um, out in the field. And um, we, what we do is once you're here, we simply come the first time. You're allowed to come back once a month, and we verify the information that we have in our computer database. And uh, so once you come back, we, we provide for that. And we even have people who have family members that are stuck in their house and cannot come. We give them a proxy form. They get it properly signed and get us the documentation. And they even pick it up for other families with written permission. All right. Now, how can people be uh, acquainted with you so that they can help you feed all these multitudes? Well, if you are outside of the area, if you're in the New Orleans area, driving down or mailing me a check at 922 Sunset Street is always the best. Um, or you can go online at www.t is in Terrence, c is in Charlie, u is in uniform, tcufoodbank.org. And there's a neat little donate button and you click on it and they will be more than happy to electronically transfer. Because for every dollar that you give me, that's seven cans of food. Not many people can go buy seven cans of food at Walmart. Um, but we have sources that, that allow us to work that cheaply. Well, there you go. So, what's the uh, what's the zip code? Nine twenty two Sunset, Homa seven zero three six L. There it is, and it's it's a very and it's a good thing because this is local people feeding local people. Because I know a lot of people complain, oh, uh, there's such and such. You press in and you you know, give them, send them ten dollars by texting. Every dollar you send to the TCU food bank feeds people in Terrebonne Parish and when they have to St. Mary and and Lafouche Parish. So I mean they local folks feeding local folks. So there you go. We've been doing it for 33 years. You haven't though. No. You see because I'm looking at how gray your hair is. <laughs> so you didn't gray is white. It's white. Yeah. yeah. It's funny. Sanity claws almost over there. Um, anyway, I, I figure it may let go of the color, but it's held on to the roots. And that's well, that's true. Important. You know, you got a lot thicker hair than I do. Mine, mine's darker than yours, not a lot, but it's also fading up. Lawrence, congratulations! Thanks again. I'm looking forward to working with you guys and uh, wrapping up the Spudcast right after this. Getting older and feeling your age, low energy, no motivation, putting on the pounds, maybe age isn't the culprit. Maybe the sad truth is you have low testosterone. Well, don't sit around and mope. Go to the Mope Clinic at the Men's Optimal Performance Enhancement Clinic. Chris Rue will do more than just fling a blue pill at you. With proper testing, diagnosis, and testosterone replacement therapy, you'll be on your way to becoming your old self again, or better yet, your new self again. Go to mopeclinic.com, M-O-P-E clinic.com, or call 504-322-3888 to start your journey to a better, stronger, healthier you. Are you ready to launch? The American Space Alliance wants to accelerate and support space exploration for the benefit of all Americans, and not just for national pride. You know how many products are created by and for NASA that we use every day? Scratch-resistant lenses, dust busters, LASIK eye surgery, solar cells, firefighting equipment, LEDs, insulin pumps, the list just keeps on growing, and it needs to keep on growing, because the next generation of space exploration has arrived, and the American Space Alliance and NASA want you to be involved. You can follow ASA on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Go to exploreasa.org to find out more. All right, Lawrence Dehart, uh, Terrebonne Church's United Food Bank, where yours truly will now attempt to uh, expand the expansions. Not my belly, though. Let's let's expand a few other ones. 
Anyway, thanks for joining me here on this podcast. Uh, you can find me here on Red Circle and Spotify and Google Podcasts and uh, Stitcher and Public Radio and on Twitter at SpudGotThat and on my Facebook pages, Spud's Friends and Fans, John McConnell and The Big Teasy. And uh, again, if you'd like to, uh, to donate and keep this place going, tcufoodbank.org. In the meantime, tomorrow, another wild and adventurous podcast here. Y'all stick around. Watch, watch out for the crazies, but I'm a gone pecan.